AfterHipHop.com, yo. Yo. Esta mierda está demasiado buena. Mostra, mostra, mostra. Está demasiado mostra, me gustó. Ahí no suena como de los jóvenes. Ahí no suena como que... Hip-hop.com, the podcast. The question for makeup photo the videos, what inspired you to do this book? I went on a podcast. They did an interview on me, and um, this lady, she asked me a few questions about prison. Greetings, 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 and welcome to AfterHipHop.com. I'm the legendary DJ Raw. Stepping from the shadows into light can be blinding. Your eyes must adjust to the change. The same analogy can be made when we begin to change our mindset. Often, we don't recognize changes must be made until we find ourselves in dire circumstances. In 1997, DJ Raw Miami was living life with no focus, making fast money, and amassing material things. However, the type of energy he was attracting would ultimately land him in trouble with the law. His situation was intensified when he was the focus of a high-profile case. Facing prison time caused him great anxiety and fear. Fear of the unknown is normal. The message in this handbook, AfterHipHop.com, presents Jailhouse Talk, contains tips to help you channel your fear into positivity. The laws of attraction are real and can change your life, even when you feel you are at your lowest. Hope is never lost. Equip yourself to find your path from darkness so you may step into your light. Get your copy today and begin your evolution. Hooray! 
rapping on Duce, lit on the blue strain. Love. You got the brother Infinite Seven Mind. You got Najiba the Hap Goddess. Legend DJ Raw. This is AfterHipHop.com. And people want to know how this shit going to work. Oh, for sure. I yeah. So, Absolutely. So what's we gonna, going on? We're going to we gonna let the most high let everything work. That's what we're going to do. That's how we do it over here. And uh, this whole the whole concept of AfterHipHop.com is that basically in life, a lot of people, you know, they become hip-hop stars. They become R&B stars. And, or whatever it is that they do in their life. And then it's like, what do you do after that? Because there's always like an aftermath. And so you got to always, always plan for the future. Who are you going to be? What do you truly want? Where are you truly going? And so we, we come together, us three together, DJ Raw, the godfather of Miami's hip hop, you know, laid the foundation for Miami's hip hop here in South Florida and basically all across the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, showed everybody that hip hop, and the four elements is the way to go with the graffiti down in Miami. You see the design district, as you see the graffiti that's going on down there. But Art Basel is something that he created. So he now has come up with this new idea. Hold up. Let's stop right the there. World. Let's start right there. I didn't create the Art Basel. <laughs> but I did have something to do with the first graffiti pieces that went up in right. Wynwood. Right. And watch this. That part. The first graffiti pieces that artists actually got paid for. Okay. Which is more important than just showing love. You know, because you can show love, but you can't pay bills with love. So <laughs> with that being said, you know, the first graffiti pay pieces that went up in Wynwood, right. you know, I actually put finances and brothers gave them their worth. What year was that? We're talking uh, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, okay. and 97, I got incarcerated. So, right. you know, but the pieces continue to move forward. In fact, let me tell you this, Haji had just finished painting the a mural on... It was called Dead MCs. Okay. And you could see, like, all the rappers we have burnt. Right. We put their names on the cemetery on the side of the bus. It was a beautiful piece, man. And actually, the public never got to see it. Oh, man. Because, like, two days later, SWAT came and rushed and picked me up and took me away. But, yeah, you know, I, I want to be careful with words because some brothers saying, um, oh, Raw didn't do the first hip-hop jam. I said, you're right. Because I didn't do the first hip-hop jam. I didn't. Okay. okay, I did the first original hip-hop jam in Roberto Clemente Park in Wynwood. There's a difference. There's a difference. And beautiful thing that, you know, the lights from up. The beautiful thing that um, that I remember about the, the, the your story is that you came from New York. Right. And you brought where New York was the original place that, that hip-hop was created, you know, um, in your town, in your city, right? 183rd in Katona, mm. what I remember based on the history and you brought it from New York to Miami Mm -hmm. where Miami was playing booty and bass and and you started a radio station right and radio 917 and you were playing hip-hop right when everybody else was playing booty and bass so that's where you came from it came from your heart because why did you do that well, actually, the the reason we did it was because we have, you know, the KOP had came out with a few hip hop songs, and we couldn't get no airplay. What's KOP? What is that? The Knockout Posse was knockout one of Posse. yeah, the Knockout Posse was a, one of the largest um, gangs in South Florida. But they were also hip hop artists. But they were also hip hop okay. artists and business, you know, individuals, and and what happened with, with that was that we couldn't get no rap, and then you know, it, it was just an Aki time. Right. That time there was Aki for hip hop, and, and if you were living at that time and you were around, that you know, so I don't put like a nasty word on it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to do that. But it was just Aki. 
You know, they didn't want hip hop. Right. You know, I went to an interview. interview. You know, can I talk about 99 yeah, Jam? Yeah, yeah, is that cool? Yeah. I went to 99 Jams and I thought that finally I was going to get like my break, yeah. you know? And, you know, Uncle Al was spinning on the station and me and Uncle Al love, rest in peace, that's my brother. And anybody that knows me and knew Uncle Al, knew me at that time, knew Uncle Al was my brother. I gave him Colombian antennas to finish, you know, he had his own underground radio station so he could, you know, take his station to the next le level, get rid of all the static and all that stuff that was going on with his station. But anyway, Man, we're happy hunky-dory. Right. And check this out. Mm -hmm. the, you see the setup we got in here? This, yeah. By the way, this is a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, mm -hmm. you know, and we jazzed it up. You know, we got uh, all kind of equipment in here. We'll talk about that later. But back in the days, I had a brand new school bus, and we took all the chairs out, and we threw the DJ system up in it, and we went ahead and did our thing. Right. With that being said, we, we were doing our thing out of a bus. Right. I had Radio 917 inside of the bus. Right. We had a crank up tower, a little pirate flag, and we were doing, I mean, we were really uh, doing some really creative things back in the day. So Excellent. today... And you had DJs spinning on right. your radio station. It was an underground radio station, right. right? Yeah. And you had DJs on there. Yeah, DJs. DJ Cali, Tony Touch. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tony Toca. Tony Toca. I mean, I, I could go down the list of all Who the else? DJs. Who's on, Who's on it? Let um, us know. So this was like a... DJ Epps. Yes. Um, you remember, uh, remember Bobito and Stretch show up, up in New York City around this era? Mm -hmm. This was your version of, of what you created within the bus was almost like what Bobito and Stretch were doing exactly. in the college radio stations That's in New York right. City. That's same, right. Same time frame, only this is representing the Miami area. The Miami And that area. was representing, yeah. And they got a documentary, so we need to focus on the doc. Hey, it's coming, brother. <laughs> but watch this. Check out what happened to me. We went to 99 Jams right. and... Um, there was some goons there, okay. You know, and there was a famous DJ there that now he's on one hundred five point one, okay. And this brother told, you know, the goon told him for him to tell us that we had to stop spinning hip hop and that we had to shut down our underground radio station. Why they were trying to be the only ones? Right. Okay. No, 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 they, no, 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 no. Per ninety nine jams, what they said was I was going to change the culture. Okay. What culture? The culture from booty bass music, okay. you know, pop music. Now we're the hip hop shrine. Mm. We're the world shrine. Windward area is the shrine of hip hop. Mm. Like it don't matter where you come from, you could be out in New York City. You want to elevate here in Miami. That's right. right. It's where you might. Before it was the other way around. We were trying to migrate to New York to get our props to right. Atlanta, Georgia, to California. We were yeah. trying to get on like that. But now everyone is coming here. Yeah. Because well, that's why when I came here, I, I got in contact with you as a hip hop artist myself. Yeah, I said, yeah. I, need, I need to go directly to the source. So when I communicated with certain brothers that are in tune with the community, they're the ones who put me on to who DJ Raw was. And I was like, who DJ Raw? I started watching interviews and I reached out to you and fortunate for that because of the personality of who you are, you actually responded to me reaching out and look at us today. There I see the strength of that. I see, I see, I see. And it's so funny great, for me. Tell your story. My, my story is actually yeah. funny too because um, I had no idea, you know, the history, you know, coming from Jamaican background, coming from, you know, Canada, you know, I was just here and it was a friend of mine that actually 
wanted a ride to come to your events that you were doing, um, the books, the signing for uh, contracts for um, the Latin Death Jam and Latin stuff like Death that Jam, yes. back in the early 2000s. And I just come here, I was doing yoga on the beach, you know, comedic yoga. I have no idea about, you know, the history of hip hop, but I'm also a musician. I'm also an artist that I've been performing, you know, my whole life. So I was like, well, let me help you out. You know, let me take her to these events. And that's where she introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know the history, but then I found out, you know, over time. And, you know, I remember the, the most powerful thing that the empowering thing for me that I saw about you was that um, we were working together on Hoodstock Music Fest that you were holding at the James L. Knight Center. That's right. And I remember, you know, um, you know, holding auditions with you um, at Morningside Academy and then having to move those auditions because it wasn't, you know, we weren't able to do the auditions there to a Wendy's down the street. And I remember after speaking to some of the artists who were excited about just being a part of your event, that they, you know, we were we were driving off. We jumped into, you know, my Hummer truck. I had a little Hummer truck that day, you know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm, feeling mm-hmm. good about myself being out in the sun. And this man came up to the car. And, you know, he he was like, oh, my God, it's you, it's you. And it was an older, you know, African-American man. He was crying. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, I was kind of like, what's going on? He said, oh, my God, it's you. And then we were like, well, I was like, wait a minute, like, who is this? And then we opened the window and he said, it's you. And I said, dude, does he know who it is? It's like, yeah, DJ Ross, you, you're back. Mm-hmm. And he was crying. Wow. He was on the street crying, saying, it's you, you're back. We love you. The streets love you. We know who you are. Right. And that for me, because I'm such a, a uh, very heartful person, I'm all about, you know, it's not about just what you look like in front of everybody else. It's all about, also about your heart. Right. And so for me, that was deep for me. And that's when I decided to really take a look at what you created and what you really did here on the streets. And when I saw that you touched somebody's heart who was homeless, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's when I decided to really look deeper into the, the, the history and decided to become a part of the history. And um, that's why I'm here today because of that love that the streets have for you. Right. And you know, I'm proud to be here and, today. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I received that. But, you know, my thing is this, you know, I hear a lot of people that, um, Give these interviews where, you know, guys show love. Right. You know what I'm saying? They show love. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, showing love and putting money in people's pockets and making their dreams come true, that's love. Right. Because love is an action word. You can you throw love around all you want. Right. Oh, I love you, man. I love that. I love this and I love that. But we have to understand one thing, that love can only take you so far. Right. And... If if I've always been a fair person, mm. you understand what I'm saying? Right. And if I know a person has skills and and, and 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 you know they have abilities and I know they're chasing a dream and I'm holding on to this wad of cash and I know this brother needs to pay his bills and he needs to do stuff and he's willing to participate and help the the narrative move forward. Right. You know, he wants to be a part of, of what's going on. And I see he's putting in 100%. I mean, one day Oski will come on this show and he'll tell you his story about the brothers that used to line up to get paid every week. Mm. They used to line up. And then there was another line mm-hmm. for the neighborhood. Right. Can't pay my electricity bill, my water bill, my car notice behind. Mm. You know, and, and the storytellers too, right. you know. 
my my son ran away from home, right, whatever. Right, my right, grandmother's right. in jail, <laughs> you know. But that's besides the point. I never questioned him. You was in, you was and you still are an ambassador, helping to the, to the, to the Miami. Like when people need information, you would you would go to. Boom. All right, brother, show us what we got here, man. I see a shower here. What's going on? Well, hey, this room here plays a few parts, all right? It's a shower. It's the toilet. But watch this. Come in a little closer. Let me show you what's up. Woo. We got Serato's Pro Tools up in here, and it's the recording booth. What's happening? We, we couldn't do that back in the days, though. Nah. Nah, we couldn't do that back in the days. Okay. You want to come in a little closer. Show you the little setup over here, you know? Got the Mac. This is where the Pro Tools launch out of. We got a couple of TVs on Roku. We got a uh, 12 uh, track tasking. We got the Serato set up. And um, watch this. Um, we're also eco-friendly because I'm vegan. So we're powered up the van with solar power. So, you know, we, we care about the environment. So that's what's happening with that. Um, the vision. You want to know the vision? Yeah, please. By hey, the vision, you know, is to pick up an artist. I, I want to bring hope into these new rising stars. Okay. Because hope for me is the most important key for you to create. Mm -hmm. If you have hope and someone believes in your dream, right. your dream evolves faster. Mm -hmm. You know, because where two or more come on one accord, right. the mastermind, the higher power, whatever you want to call it, subconscious, whatever you want to call it, comes into and starts to design your dream. Mm -hmm. So watch this. We're going to pick up an artist. We're going to film him leaving his house. He's going to come into the van. He's going to sit in the front of the van in one of the chairs. We're going to take a ride. I'm going to interview him, shoot a couple of uh, questions at him, see where his mindset is at. Definitely, we want to empower him to get ready for after his career. What to do with his finances, you know? What to do with his finances. Then, we're going to go to a remote location of his choice. Okay. For instance, it might be his sister's birthday party. Oh, it's perfect. It's my sister's birthday party. DJ Raw, pull up with the van. Right. And let me perform in front of my family. Oh, yeah. And there it is. Or he may want to perform in Wynwood in some remote corner or on the beach. Okay. Or he might be a shy guy. Mm -hmm. He might want to be alone somewhere just with us. Right, right, right. So we're going to give him the opportunity to be able to express himself. And it, this is my opinion. Everyone is raw. Everyone has talent. Some of us have to just work on our craft a little more than others. But I don't have a problem working with the misfits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because some people are, oh, he's whack. He ain't got no skills, whatever. Nah. Let, let's build him up. Right. If if, if he has a, uh, the, how can I say, if he has a dream mm. and he has potential and he knows how to carry himself, we could build him up. Damn, where were you when I was a coming up and coming artist, man? Hey, man. <laughs> That's what it is. So this is AfterHipHop.com. We got dreams. I got Infinite Seven. Peace. I got the Hemp Goddess. I'm DJ Raw. And I just want to express one thing. We're coming to a neighborhood near you. From the shadows into light can be blinded. Your eyes must adjust to the change. The same analogy can be made when we begin to change our mindset. Often, we don't recognize changes must be made until we find ourselves in dire circumstances. In 1997, DJ Raw Miami was living life with no focus, making fast money and amassing material things. 
However, the type of energy he was attracting would ultimately land him in trouble with the law. His situation was intensified when he was the focus of a high-profile case. Facing prison time caused him great anxiety and fear. Fear of the unknown is normal. The message in this handbook, AfterHipHop.com presents Jailhouse Talk, contains tips to help you channel your fear into positivity. The laws of attraction are real and can change your life, even when you feel you are at your lowest. Hope is never lost. Equip yourself to find your path from darkness so you may step into your light. Get your copy today and begin your evolution. Yo. I'm on the MRC, B-I-V-I-N-E, everybody put your hands where my eyes can see, take me back to a time when my rhymes could be, with my name up.